Welcome to Romance with a Cocktail. I'm Peter. And I'm Ashley. And we're married. This is our second to last episode. Only Wuthering Heights still ahead of us. I know. How but has before, it been a year? But before then, we'll do 10 Things That Never Happened by Alexis Hall. I can't wait to hear really, your thoughts. Really almost the same as Wuthering Heights, really. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's English. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is our last modern romance. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Whiskey. What makes you think whiskey? Or scotch. It tastes like whiskey. I assume whiskey. Yeah. It's pretty good. What is it? It's a rusty nail. Didn't we have this before? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It's good. I like it. I think we did, but I like it again. Yeah, there was no drinking in it, really, in the book. And I guess it's England, so. Was there none? I looked up wine. I looked up all beer. I looked up. Liquor, I looked up cocktail, looked up whiskey, gin, all sorts of stuff. I don't think there was any. And I yeah, don't remember that you there mentioned being it, any. I don't really remember. I mean, there was a Christmas party, and I'm surprised I didn't see it there either, but I didn't. I, maybe you just didn't mention it. Yeah. Because you got to assume people were, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it didn't figure into it. But okay. I mean, I figured it's British, so you get inspired by yeah, so I, the London. So I thought Trambouille. Setting. Yeah. That's good. So, not my favorite. <laughs> I mean, I think does Christina Lauren like endorse every book that there is? Why did she endorse this one? Yes, and she's oh, like the that. one that they pick on the cover a lot of the time. Like, the, well, because they one. are the big name. I mean, they're like a very big name in romance, oh. modern romance, at least. And Emily Henry, Henry, super. Those two are Emily super. Henry's like, and Christina Lauren. much even bigger, probably right now. Like she's Christina Lauren's been around longer, but Emily Henry's having like a big moment. Yeah. So not your favorite? No. Why not? Well, I know you said you liked his writing. I don't like the sort of. It only makes sense if you like say it aloud in your head type of writing, which is very colloquial. Like, the narrator will, like, say things that make sense spoken, but as written, you have to imagine a narrator speaking it for it to make sense, and I don't Mm, like that. Okay, okay. A lot of it's just very inner monologue, very fast, very, this is what I would think, you know, as... Yeah, it is very inner monologue-y. Yeah. Very much in the head of the main character. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. And that's, I don't like that. Hmm. Okay. I I like it. I mean, I like it spoken. I don't like a narrator who uses like some really like colloquial like ways of expressing. Oh, so it bothered you that he was trying to get out like the South, like the Sheffield, like like giving him the the accent? the language of no. no. Then what do you mean? Because I know that you say that when they say things like what did. Douchey. That was something that yeah, bothered me. That kind you. of stuff. But I didn't really see that in I this. I mean, look at the last line. I mean, the last line is Jonathan fucking whatever his name is. Oh, and is. you don't like that for I mean, just sort of like 
I don't think people really think that way themselves. Oh, no. People certainly talk like that now. Like on podcasts and stuff, they talk like that all the I, time. Right. Right. Oh, you're like saying. That, but like. But if you're just thinking to yourself. you're thinking you it in your like head. You and, and I guess if you're saying it, it's sort of, that's when it makes the most sense. Like when we're just speaking and having like a relaxed conversation. Then that makes sense. Then okay. a lot of the sentences make sense. They don't make sense if you really analyze some of the sentences. And and I there were a few times I had to stop and be like, oh, I can imagine what he's trying to say by saying this. Hmm. Okay. And I didn't highlight them because I didn't think it wasn't that big a deal, but I just don't like it. I don't like... I don't like that way of um, narrating. Huh. Okay. It's interesting because I think he does a really good job of capturing like how people are in their heads mm-hmm. without it being too annoying. Because some we've read, it's like so neurotic, neurotic that I can't take it. Whereas this feels like the kind of neurotic that people really are. Right. Um, so I guess that's what I've thought is that these are like, seem like how people really are pretty Mm -hmm. much. I mean, they had a good first line. He had a good first line and I thought that was going to play more of a role in the novel and it didn't. Well, I don't remember. It was just kind of funny and you wanted that, you wanted, you could tell that the narrator wanted you to like certain people. I don't know. It just... Didn't, it just didn't work for you. Yeah. I w- First of all, I didn't like the love interest. I thought Jonathan was unlikable through 95% Not of the Not 95%. Yeah, until basically the very end when he started changing. But I was like, who would take this amount of abuse from somebody? And you didn't get the sense that he was super attracted to Jonathan. Well, a little bit you did. I mean, he like did not regular, not. You got a lot of vacillation. Like, oh, I think he might be nice. Oh no, he's just an asshole. Oh, he might be nice. Yeah. Oh, he's just an asshole. But you don't get the sense that he's like super attracted to Jonathan. But maybe that was he didn't want it to focus on physical attraction because he did say that he liked his body. And so stuff. then, what else? He is said there? he looked good doing manual labor. He made some references. Yeah, like but then that, what? But... Then how? Then what else is there? He's a total jerk throughout the whole thing. And, like, I guess you're supposed to see a glimmer of, like... Yeah, you see a glimmer of, like, he's not that much of a jerk, really. Or he doesn't want to be, but this is just how he's buttoned himself up to be. I was... I disliked Jonathan throughout the whole thing. And then then I thought it was, like, overkill. He even mentions mentions late stage capitalism at one point. Yeah, but that's like the teenage girl going on about it, not anybody else. So of course, like some teenage girl who doesn't know what she wants to do and is kind of like into artsy stuff. Like mm-hmm. that fits a teenage girl. Yeah. I wasn't the main character saying that. Mm. I got the sense that like this was a character who prioritized profits over people, and then he learned from... But he still prioritized profits. Then he learned from his love that really he needed to open himself up to, like, caring about people again. He was just so hurt. It didn't work for me. I mean, did it work for you? Yeah, I liked it. I was sad it was over when I was reading it. I enjoyed it. 
I didn't. Oh. It was, and I, you know, I don't know. You know, one of my favorite writers, and I still don't know uh, the name of the writer. Um, one of my favorite short story collections that I ever read was like all about working class people in restaurants. I know you New said Jersey. that, and we never and figured still out who it was. I asked AI to help track it down, and I just haven't been able to find this writer anymore but i really thought did you just come across that or yeah it was like something i just i read a lot of short story collections when i was in college i could never find it and i know it had to have been published before say 2000 yeah that's true <laughs> but you know it wasn't wendy brenner and I, I came up with all these like good sort of like late 90s mm-hmm Short story writers still couldn't find it. Hmm. So weird. That is. It's weird that you And it can't. was like I just checked it out of the library. So it was definitely oh. big enough to be featured, in the library. Featured in, the, like, in the NYU library at one point. And I oh, just, could it be an NU, NYU professor or something? No, it um. wasn't. I'm not even sure if it's a man or a woman, to be honest. Huh, I, I, I get the sense that it was a woman, but I, I just don't remember her name. Anyway. I think it's great. I love focusing on like that's what Georgie all along was like. It's sort of like these working class people that don't, aren't that important and aren't that powerful. I like those because it's like a glimpse. It you get the sense that like they've lived these lives and they know something, even if they haven't. Like there, some artists are really good. Some writers are really good mm-hmm. at evoking that. You know, when they're too rich and powerful, you know, like right, Lord Beezlebob, yeah. it's like hard to relate, you know. Yeah. But when it's not they're much just that it like says for us, yeah. Average Joe's just trying to get along, but they have like special qualities that are worth looking mm-hmm. at. I like that. And I didn't get that. I didn't get that from this. I didn't get that like it, the staff wasn't super likable. I know we were supposed to like them. Were we? I don't know if we were supposed to like them. I just felt like, like they were like a staff. Like they were kind of annoying, kind of okay. If oh, maybe we weren't supposed to like them. But I just got the sense of kind of like the office staff. Like it's like not particularly yeah. good people, but they're okay. Like they're not bad people. Yeah. They might not even be good at their jobs, but they're just like everyday. And kind then, of. and then. W- I mean, you get the end that they, you know, his parents, I would have thought that, like, his family would have figured more. Pro- there isn't much about you the would narrator. Have thought, there was, like, nothing about him. You would have thought the reveal of the parents' death and right. what his life growing up like would have been like. Like, we never found out what his life was we like. We get the anything. sense that he cared about his family because... Right. It's not really stated, but you get the sense that he's been kind of depressed and just kind of going through the motions for the last few years. And then the self-examination, like where he's like, well, maybe you are also have also issues. That doesn't happen to like the very end. And so then you're just kind of like, I wish I had seen more about the. Although that's probably realistic. I mean, we don't. We just kind of go along, but but it's not as interesting for us as readers. yeah, from first person, let's, we should let's learn some other stuff about him. Like, if this is a first person narrator, we should learn deep things. But we, about it him. is very limited. But right. I mean, people aren't that introspective in real life. 
Yeah, but you can, as as a writer, you can fill in some of the blank. I, we don't know anything about him other than he manages a bed and bath shop. That's well, all you know. Well, then we end up knowing that his dad was a plumber and he worked right. with his dad. Right. We know that he's been very lonely, but he took in like an ugly cat. So clearly he has like this soft side. He's not particularly good at managing. He's just living a life. He's just kind of going through the motions. He said, even says that. Like, I just figured I could do any job. It didn't really matter. Yeah. And then he, I guess, comes to the realization that that's not enough. He's going to quit his job. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't dramatic, I guess. There wasn't a lot of drama in it. Speaking of which, maybe I should become a plumber. I know there was something very appealing about it, wasn't it? Well, I'll tell you, I follow some plumbers on Instagram. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> and it's it seems like, first of all, it's not easy. Yeah, It's I'm like sure. hard work. But it's very interesting to me. Maybe. Know, Maybe that's what I you should do. Great Maybe you should have an apprenticeship on the side. Too bad we live in Florida. I follow a plumber that's in the Boston area. It's Massachusetts. Okay. I think he makes good money. Because up there, up there, the trades are like kind of, you know, they're all union and they're all, you know. But start a business, start out yourself, but then you employ others. Down here, you can, because it's hard to get good services down here. I also know an electrician, you know, and and he's he's a union guy. Yeah. Makes really good money up in the Chicago area. But then you have to live in Chicago and that's kind of hard. But, um, <laughs> and it's expensive, but, um, the thing about electricity is I'll never understand it. I don't think, mm. you know, electricity like kind of like affects magnetism. Like there's all sorts of, it's kind of like magic. It's kind of like not real to me. <laughs> Whereas plumbing, it's like pipes, water going through pipes. Yeah. That's like pretty. It feels more more concrete tangible like, more <laughs> just doing a science experiment with my son about power i still don't really understand it that much i know that turned out to be harder than it seemed at first yeah. and like how is it working still yeah um it's a whole thing mm-hmm. but so you get like little glimpses but not enough huh for you I just didn't, it wasn't enough, and I didn't, I wasn't real invested in the main character, and I disliked the love interest. Well, yes, you dislike. So, I mean, I really disliked him. I mean, he was such a jerk. It's like, why keep trying? And then you didn't get the sense that he was super attracted to him, and then I just felt bad for the Maybe you didn't think he was described as attractive. I thought the narrator thought he was reasonably attractive. I will say I don't know if he would like seemed like a type that I would be interested in. Just had dark brows and was like always glowering at everybody. It would just seemed like it seemed like a jerk and maybe he was good looking. Well also, you know, it's men, so I don't know how attracted to men I am. I you know Yeah, but there are plenty of love interests in all the novels. I mean there's a love interest in every novel. Yeah, but there's also usually a woman. <laughs> yeah, but the woman, it's usually the woman attracted to this man. But it who's doesn't matter, it's still the woman and, that's described. And I will say that typically you don't like that the men are always these like like super handsome, over the top um love interest. Doc, and so now you're Dr. like River River, River Pena. Pena. Exactly. You don't like that. So now he's like an everyday guy with like a streak of white hair, and you're like, eh. Nope. 
not attractive. Well, I like making fun of it, but it's also, it's two men, so there's not a lot for me to really get charged up about the attraction, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, maybe maybe that's why it didn't seem like enough to you. No, I mean, you, you said it yourself. It, neither character was particularly animated by physical attraction to the other. No, but they did end up attracted to each other. Good enough. Yeah. I mean, I would not say that that was the focus of the, some of these books. It's like, uh, yeah, but you don't every, like that either. Every page you turn, like there was, there wasn't much. No, so it was minimal. So then you have to have this, the psychic attraction, right? Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't feel it. Did mm. you feel the psychic attraction? Like I did get the weird sense that the narrator sort of, well, okay. When he went to kiss, the love interest the first time. Did you think, oh, he, this has been building for a while. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, I did. What made you think that? I did not get any sense that he had been struggling with whether or not he was going to kiss him. Oh, not necessarily that, but you could tell that the interest was building. Like, he was becoming more interested in him as a person and, like, what made him tick and could would he be nicer. Yeah, I realize like, it's a romance novel, his, so you like know it, because And then it's the cat liked novel. him, so that was, like, a sign that he was actually good, you know, underneath I, I all guess. the bluster. And so it's hard to remember the sequence of events, but I don't remember. I don't think I was surprised. I mean, I wasn't surprised in the sense that it was a romance novel, so I realized that they were going to get together eventually. But I was surprised he kissed him when he did because it seemed like even within the chapter, they were being jerks to each other. Well, that might just be their dynamic, so I guess that doesn't bother me. But But if it had been built, like, I'm so attracted, but he's kind of a jerk, I would would, would sense it was coming more than... There was no sense that they were particularly attracted to each other, and and it no, not, but there was a sense that they were intrigued by each other, and not there psychic. was a sense that they were interested in more knowing more about each other. And I don't know that I wouldn't think that you the, think Jonathan. What made you think that Jonathan was at all attracted to Sam? Well, we didn't know anything about Jonathan because we okay, only so saw you, Jonathan. So you Sam. only saw John. You only saw well, Sam. Well, he brought him home. He let him, but he brought um, him home because he thought he had a he had a liability on him. Oh, hands. that was just him saying that, you know, like just being. <laughs> You're, I don't know. You caught really, up in his practical concerns. You really think? I don't, I don't know. I just don't get the sense. Okay, so then I'm guessing that in our last one, there you have nothing to say about romance. Uh, like what I learned, yeah. This is not our last one. Our last one is next week. I know, but I don't count Wuthering Heights. I mean, maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised, but I'm going to tell you, Wuthering Heights. I love Jane Eyre. Why wouldn't I love Wuthering Heights? Oh, now? it's just—it's like obsession. It's a t- like it's like an obsessed love. I'm obsessed with you. You're not obsessed with me. Of course I am. Also, do you think in real life it just builds like, but you have me, so you're not like obsessed with a lost love type of thing or like a love you can't have. I still 
We fought this week because I felt like you weren't giving me enough attention. Uh, I know, but that is not the same. <laughs> it is the same. <laughs> maybe, maybe the Wuthering Heights is going to be vaulted to the top of the list. Yeah, it probably will be. I'll probably be like, oh my God. But of course, you know, when you're in 10th grade, who makes 10th graders read We that? read it in 12th grade. No. Yes. Miss Curley's class. No, Miss Ackland's class. Really? It was definitely Wuthering Heights. Yep. Oh, did me did me and Ryan get in trouble? Yes, because it was summer reading for twelfth grade. You gotta love it. She had Beloved and Wuthering Heights, and I think we might have even had a third novel, but I don't know what it was. Mm. How about that? But that's why it's so great to end with Wuthering Heights because not only were you always like, "Oh, I've read a romance novel, Wuthering Heights," but we read it senior year when we started dating. That's funny. So it's like perfect. But it was summer reading, so we weren't dating yet. We weren't dating yet, but still, like in English class, you sat behind me in English class, so. I don't even remember that. I do. Because you would always fix my collar because it was always. Um... Even, but after we started dating. Oh, after we started okay. dating. But I mean, we started dating in like September of senior year because we went to homecoming at the beginning of October. I guess October we started dating. Yeah. I don't count the dates where you wouldn't kiss me but see then they're right like so was it i guess it was building for two dates you think if you wrote it that way you would show that it was building toward the kiss or would the kiss just be like a moment in time where you're like oh i want to kiss this person well my inner monologue would be like look at those knockers they're oh my so- god that's why you can never write a romance novel <laughs> <laughs> be like ooh. She's a hot little package, that one. <laughs> Some poetry lost, but just saying. <laughs> well, I'm disappointed. We should have gone with one of my other choices. I can't even remember what they were. Secrets of a Southern something. Wedding. Or I had another one. I can't I'm remember. sure it was terrible. You know, the Hallmark stuff. What did we read the week before this? Oh, Message from Nam. You loved Message oh, from Nam. You the, thought it was great. The week great. before that. What was the week before Real, that? Real, the Hollywood one. But you thought that was interesting enough. I mean, the romance itself was a little bit troubling, but it had that whole Harlem Renaissance thing going. What and... was the one that I didn't finish? Oh, maybe that was in between. Yeah. That might have been in between. The the winter in New York yeah, or whatever. That was the one that was just, it was like a Hallmark movie. It was terrible. I hate the ones that are just like so formulaic. And, and there's like, like no real conflict going And like on. the it's stakes so, are like so low. There's no Who stakes, cares? exactly. There's no actual. The Bobka recipe or whatever. <laughs> no, it was, it was. gelato. Oh, it's just so no, ridiculous. The, we also had Kissing Kosher in there that recently. But it had some. No, it didn't really have any stakes. It was ridiculous. It was pumpkin spice babka or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, oh, did I mess it up? Of course. I'm always moving too much. You're wiggling too much. No, I had my legs all tangled up, and then you're like all in my space. Okay. No, you can be in my space. I just was trying to get myself untangled from my blanket. You see this, listeners. I put up with all the time. <laughs> yes, such a loving wife. Uh-huh. So patient and kind. Um, let's see. I've got some weird orange highlights, which are like, I don't know whether I like it or not. Um, Wait, so you chose to make them orange. So after 49 books, 
suddenly you were like, it doesn't work, my system. I need well, orange. Okay, so I will say, I haven't been positive enough. I will say the end was very touching. Yeah. The end was like, I don't know why I thought it was so touching, but I was like, I don't know. It, it just, it, you know, they're very mature about their love, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I like the where he was like, like the guy, the main character was like, I lied and I pretended. And the guy was like, but I like you enough that I want to get past it or something. I was like, that's a good thing. That's yeah. like true, right? Like, yep, he did a bad thing, but ultimately I want to get past it. Yeah. And uh, you really didn't get into the, like, background of them until, like, three quarters of the way through. Well, you got a little bad. bit of Jonathan fur. But not really. You it was just little touches. You didn't know yeah. about, I thought, the the father, the steel worker losing his job. All that stuff was really interesting. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't until you're, like, three-fourths of the way through. Well, is somebody in real life just going to spill their details all over the place? Yeah, but no. that, that would make me like him better. Why do I have to watch him being a monster for Because you have to understand that pages. people's actions are a result of what has happened. Of course, of course you, you get that. Like... If you have the full person. So, but maybe you need to have empathy think, for people. Nobody thinks they're a monster, even if they are. Let's be honest. Yeah, but this guy, he wasn't a monster. He was never. He was just he like. He was pretty much a monster. He was just tried to cut off his emotions and be objective about things. He was rich and wouldn't even be with his family. And his poor father. I felt bad, so bad for his father. But don't you think, I think that probably happens oh, yeah. all the time. I, of course. See, that's why I like the book. I think this is how people are. Yeah. I mean, it was like, sure, there's a little bit more drama than maybe real life. But it's this is like what life is like. And you no, I didn't close yourself there off. And, there was more drama than real life. Well, I mean, I thought like the whole happy, like, I just thought, so you close yourself off, you cut yourself off from your family, but you take care of them with money. I think that's very real. And then you, I thought there was just a little more family drama because they were like a little more cast of characters than is real life. Your family is exactly like that, cast of characters. Well, right, but maybe not quite as like. The Tyson family Christmas. It's like, (laughs) it's crazy sometimes. So I think, I thought that was like really true that you. You don't cut yourself off entirely, but you kind of like distance. And that's what he did. It's not like he cut himself off. He just distanced. Right. So I I thought that was very true about it. Yeah. Oh, but you said you hadn't been po- – oh, the end. You did think the end was yeah, touching. Yeah, I just thought the end was touching. I thought it was uh, sweet. Yeah. Um, I did like that it sort of like – that you brought both families into it and you made them a complete person. I just felt like it was too late. Like mm-hmm. I you had mm-hmm. to you had to really like somehow really like the people even though they were pretty much unlikable. Well, he wasn't. The main character wasn't unlikable. The main character was fine, but then the whole time I thought, "Oh, this is a commentary on like late stage capitalism." But That's, it wasn't really. I, I got the sense that it was. But it was like a very mild critique because in the end, like he quit 
and let the woman take over who was very practical. Like, oh, right. and even the cope, the workers that he was managing were like, well, you should have told us this feedback. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a harsh critique, even if it was like a little bit of a commentary on caring about people, yeah. which... And it was also very British. Yes. It was also like... Very British, yes. Like, everybody's emotionally congested and like does not express themselves and sort of is like... But that's what people always say, proper. that it's really... That's Ugh. actually what he... I read an interview thing with him, and he actually said that about himself, like... Like he doesn't feel his, no one feels their feelings and it's sort of like. But see, I don't mind that because maybe because I feel like that's, maybe people feel too many feelings and maybe I just like to cut off the feelings sometimes. To everybody except me. Exactly. And they, everybody except each other, their feelings were like. Yeah. Cut off. That's very true. That is how I am. Is that how you are? I try to be very, again, every easygoing, flexible, patient. That's me. Inside, I might not be. So no. maybe it's more positive than the characters in the novel. Yeah. But I can relate to that. Right. That type of character. Yeah. So... And then in the end, they just got together. No, I mean. Yeah. Okay. So you're orange since you decided um, that you couldn't even decide. Uh, outside, we met a lorry driver who seemed surprisingly okay with having been sent on a six-hour drive at short notice. Perhaps he needed the overtime and the team pile in to help him unload all the tastefully selected corporate-approved tinsel. New enthusiastic Chris and Amjad double-teamed the Christmas tree while Brian and Claire started distractingly in-depth conversation about a range of candy cane duvet covers that were already selling, but which will now get their own proper display. There's a lot of that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, like... And I think you're supposed to sort of like this minutia of everyday life. Mm -hmm. But you're like, no. I wasn't that delighted by it. Were you delighted by all these, like, in-depth descriptions of, like, everyday minutia? No, but, I mean, I'm never delighted by, like, really in-depth descriptions of things. So. Well, I, you can be, though. You can be. You can. There are writers out there who, like, Alexander Heyman's one of them. There are writers out there that, like, make the everyday extraordinary. And then they make you think, I should pay more attention to the little things. This did not make me think well, that. Maybe it just, you're it was just, just not, like not that interesting. You're not interested in, like, the minutia of retail. I think you could be. And I don't think it did. Were, were you fascinated by the minutia of retail in this novel? No, but I wasn't something that was I wasn't uninterested in the like glimpse of like a bed and bath store and the things that go into it. I was kind of I mean, I was a little bit interested, you know, like I don't know if I was delighted. I'm not sure the descriptions were set up to delight I me. I don't think they were. But they did feel like, yeah, oh yeah, that's like what you would be doing. That's what you would be dealing with. 
But there was a lot of What that. about the little kid that pooped in the toilet? I just thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they had some interesting philosophical debates early on. Like what? Um, well, um, folding his arms, Jonathan gazes up at the cell ceiling like he's not sure what to say. You're very stubborn and you care too much. Somehow I'm ex- expecting the first but not the second. I think I'd rather be someone who cares too much than someone who cares too little. Trying to care about everything is the same as not caring about anything. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. But then they didn't really go back to it at all. But, I mean, it's not a philosophical treatise. It's a romance novel. Okay. Well, I guess I guess I shouldn't have been interested in that. No, you should be interested. It's just not that interesting. No, no, it is. There were a few. Only philosophical treatise people would like to (laughs) hear more about that. No, I wasn't saying it like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. sure. I was just saying, like, maybe in a romance novel, it's like, again, it's like real life. Like, I might have an idea that I think is interesting, and I might throw it out there, and we might have a little discussion. And then we move right on to the minutia of life, the everyday life. But then there's an opportunity in those moments to help people see the world differently. But in this moment, it's about the character just having a moment of like, hmm, that's enough. No, uh, I don't know. I I mean, I think it's interesting what they say, but then they don't ever really resolve it either explicitly or implicitly. I mean, it'd be one thing, I don't want it to be a, philosophical treatise but you could implicitly but in some ways they do because jonathan had cut himself off from all the caring and the other guy was sam thought he he cared about everything but what we find in the end is that he he maybe cared but not really he was totally distant himself and he was acting like he cared about everything but really he cared about nothing and finding what you care about does matter for both of them so maybe they did actually address it. It just, they didn't go what back to it? it. What? If they addressed it, then what was Well, don't it? you think that caring about some things is super important? I mean, they said, and like you faking caring about everything like Sam was doing actually isn't really caring. Because you have to pay attention. I don't know. Ugh, you're really getting me today. I... I th- Hey, I just highlighted what I liked. I'm sorry I did that. I won't do that next time. Well, why don't you say more? Well, I just thought it was very interesting, and I thought it was worth exploring further, but it doesn't really... There is no conclusion I, other than what you're saying, which is care about something, but that's not really a implicit conclusion to that question that was raised, which I thought was very interesting, and I thought it was worth more. Hmm. Because you know, theologically, they—that's a—that's a big question. What matters to to God? Do only certain things matter to God, or does everything matter to God? Right, but we're limited in a well, way that God's even, not limited. Well, that's fine. But does uh, question is uh, do white lies matter? They're harmless. Nobody really cares about white lies, mm-hmm. right? Who does God care about it? Maybe. 
That's a good question. Right. Are there degrees? Are there things that are more egregious than others? Yeah, we have to acknowledge that some things are much worse right. than other things. Um, you know, that does everything matter? Do only certain things matter? You, you, you can say the same in sport. You know, like wrestling, I've always talked about some of my but favorite But some things athletes. matter more than other that's, things. But that's the thing. Like wrestlers will try to work their ass off in every single thing, and then you realize... Well, actually, focusing on a few things is probably, in some cases, the most right. important way to improve yourself is to really limit yourself to, you know, there's an opportunity cost. To say yes to everything is saying no to certain focused things, you know, and so yeah. that's a question. And I think it's just an interesting thing to raise that wasn't, I'm not sure it was resolved. That's all I'm saying. But does something have to be resolved to be worthwhile to be raised? Look, there's an opportunity in these novels. Well, now you're talking to, about it. To see to see the world in a different way. Tell me the ways in which this novel helped you see the world in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard, huh? See, there's an opportunity there. And other than getting insight into a pretty unremarkable homosexual relationship, I'm not sure there was a lot. But aren't we mostly unremarkable in a lot of ways? And like, maybe it's enough to just. But in on the outside, we I mean, we all have a seed of eternity in us. But like, Every in on the outside, person. all the stuff around us is fairly unremarkable. Yeah, but and so it's like what I want to see is what makes Jonathan just so remarkable that he's worth giving your heart, mind, and soul to, and what makes Sam so remarkable. That it's worth giving your heart, mind, and soul to, and I'm not you sure don't I think saw it that. did that. Well, I, that's maybe an interesting I'm wrong. question. Did you? Did no, you, but I you? wasn't thinking about it like that. But I like that idea yeah. because that's what a romance novel really does. Is like an ordinary person is remarkable to the person that loves them. Exactly. Like it doesn't really matter George, that Georgie, they're that special. Georgie but like they are, you, that person sees what is special about them, right? And and in a way that no one else does, and that's right. what like what I like about a romance novel. So that's a really good question. Even Lord Beelzebub was remarkable right. in his own way. But these guys, I mean, I don't know. Did you you tell me? I don't really. I didn't even see anything that hmm. was super remarkable about them. I'm sure the author wanted that to be the case, so that they were just everyday. But, to, but you think they're needed? Yeah, that's fine. But they needed something. They something needed some for each remarkable other. Remarkable quality that you know. Even for me and you, like I can name off the top of my head, like three very remarkable qualities about you that are a reason you're very special to me. And I'm not sure I could name what Sam thought. Jo- what Jonathan's great remarkable qualities were, other than he's. He was good at business and could provide for his family and was trying to provide for his family. 
But that's not like enough for me to be attracted to you. To, if a woman was doing that, I would be like, Ugh. But Sam saw in him like the capacity to care and all the care that he had that was trapped in like a non-emotional person who was cut off from the world. And maybe it was just that they're both lonely and they're both cut off from the world. Even though they present in very different ways, in the end, they were both mm-hmm. total, like cut off from Everyone. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Like, that's a really interesting question. I just didn't enter it that way. And so I was intrigued by the idea that these were just pretty ordinary people without a lot of drama. Um, but I don't, I don't mind not a lot of drama. I don't mind interesting people with not that much going on. Obviously, I think most of the novels that I've liked have been that way. No, I don't know. A lot of characters are like somehow. Well, Jonathan was rich too. I mean, that's the only thing that you would say is remarkable about some of them. Like Jane Eyre, there's always like a more aristocratic person and a less aristocratic person. And, um, you know, Anna Karenina, for oh, example. That was, I don't, I just think Anna Karenina doesn't fit at all. <laughs> Okay, well, I I think I can see your point. Mm -hmm. I still enjoyed reading it, so I'm sorry that you didn't. But you finished it, so it wasn't as bad as A Winter in New York. No, I mean, it wasn't that bad. I have some blue highlights. Wait, blue is you like or don't like? Don't like. No, you do what you do. You are who you are. The fact that your dad worked shit jobs doesn't make him a shit person. You just don't like all that cursing and stuff. Or you don't like the idea. I don't know. I I thought it was too... Too... I mean, maybe he was really receptive to it. If, if, If somebody you had just met... I know. Was telling you the truth about your family situation? Because, you know, family runs deep. Like, if somebody came to you and, like, said stuff that you know is true, but, like... Oh, yeah, no, I would not be receptive at all. That's what I'm saying. So that just... I mean, I'm barely receptive to you about family. And now... About your family. Right, that's what I mean. Like, so... No. Sometimes I wonder why I like Jonathan Forrest, but oddly enough, this is not one of those times. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, he says explicitly that he likes him, but you don't know why, because nobody likes him. He's not a likable person. But maybe that's the re- that's what's weird about it, is that no one likes him, but he likes him somehow, and he likes how he is, and has seen behind the curtain, if you will. And I don't know. I mean, maybe we don't have to know why. And that Dell gave you and the rest of your family gave you. I'm getting half tempted to shake him now. I'm not running you down, and I'm not saying you're not a remarkable man who's achieved amazing amazing things within the highly specific sphere of bed and bathroom retailing. (laughs) 
But see, so I kind of think that's funny. Like that part, that whole like bed and bathroom uh, detailing. They, I know you didn't speak to you, it but it was kind of funny like, to me. Too much banter. I don't know. I mean, maybe they're really like this, but hmm. maybe it's the British sensibility. Maybe you don't like that. You've come into my life like a beam of very annoying sunshine. You talk so much that I miss it when you're not. You try to fix things I didn't even realize were broken. You have a dreadful sense of humor, which I've somehow become habituated. You care about people so effortlessly it makes me able to put up with them. Then you kiss me, and now I... He lets his head slip further down into his hands. I don't know how I'm supposed to go the rest of my life without being kissed by you again. Ugh. Aww, he's trying to be open with him. You know, maybe you were not reading this very generously. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, why you were in like you kept asking me to do the podcast, and then you didn't even like the book. Hmm. You were like, "Oh, it's time to do the podcast. Let's do the podcast," and then you didn't even like the book. Yeah, I want to get this one over with. I mean. You know, I had it's that Sunday. sense, even when you were asking me to do it, I was like, he just wants to get it done. Well, it's Sunday. It's 9 p.m. It is bedtime for us. <laughs> yes, although we should really talk about that because it's not bedtime for me. I have to make sure all the kids are in bed. You, on the other hand, you would just go to bed. Well, I feel like you sort of like feel like you need to be up waiting for them to go to bed. Yes, I need to be responsible for them, you mean? No, yes. Not, Although you still have to take the dogs out. So they'll go to bed. No, this but they are still sit in the children. Room. And they're fine. One of us has to be up. That's what you say, but if both of us go to bed, they somehow No, Maggie Maggie is eight. We are not putting, we are not sending her off to just take care of herself. Say, brush your teeth, time to get in bed. That's, you know. Okay, so before then, since this novel, it did not tell you anything. Can you think of anything that you thought, well, yeah, that feels like romance, or that's a nice thing about romance? Hmm. Well, family figured prominently. And I As, think that's, yeah. again, uh, a common thing among romance novels. Yeah, it's true. It maybe differentiates it from just hookup novels. <laughs> and I'm sure there are hookup <laughs> novels. But if you, if you get in with the family, it, it implies a happily ever after. Because then the family loves you. Then you're connected, yeah. Right. So that's it. I mean, what did I miss? You tell me what I missed. I guess it's still family, but for the main character, for the narrator, Mm -hmm. it was like he had been so lonely and didn't even know that he had been. And he didn't just get... Jonathan, but he also got Jonathan's family. And that's like. Oh, it gives you the feels. It does. It? It's just so sweet. I just love it so much. Yeah. So then I was going to say, 
Before we read Wuthering Heights, yes. do you have like an unresolved question about these romance novels that you feel like maybe as you go into Wuthering Heights, we should think about? Do I have a unresolved or question? just still a question about these? I I was gonna ask you if you have something that you've really taken away, but that has to be after Wuthering Heights. I read forty nine romance novels. I mean, I think I know what a romance novel is. At this yeah, point. but it's not just about what a romance novel is; it's about what romance is. Oh yeah, I still have lots of questions about ro- what romance is. I have some like a lot of half formed ideas in my head. But I think romance is one of those mysteries that involves reason and emotion put together. One of those things that involves values and family and things that make us human and things that make us just part of the animal kingdom. So I think it's a lot of um, aspects of the human Mm -hmm. condition that are... I don't know if it'll ever be like fully resolved. I'm sure I've come to a greater understanding. But that's very interesting because I feel like when we used to talk about romance, you thought about it as like dates and like flowers and things like that. That's what I feel like you used to talk about. It. And that's what you used to label romance as. And my whole point was it's not that. Hmm. It's that like that's not what women are looking for. I mean, yes, of course, women want to go out on dates and they want like little gifts and things, but that's not really what it is. That's not what romance is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe now you're like, no, that's not what I thought. But I, I feel like that's how you defined romance prior to this mm-hmm. podcast. I think I could go back to my writing early on and I don't think I thought that that's what it was. What romance was. I mean, of course you didn't think love was that or, or like a relationship was that, but like the word romance for you, I felt like it was those like grand gesture type things like – no, I, I would say that that's not true at oh, all. Okay. What I would say is I did think it was a lot of what I just said. Now, maybe I wasn't as advanced in my thinking. Yeah, and I feel I, like this is a, a, for very advanced. Nah, if you read my, I mean, I started writing about it as soon as we started doing the podcast. And I don't think you would find my my writing about it that oh. um superficial is like it's just no no but i just thought that's what you thought of it like in terms of our relationship when i would say romance that's what you would think of like let's go out on a date no i would say the big questions i had which remain after this is how much did women's liberation change Mm -hmm. understanding of romance and the man's role and the woman's role in romance um although maybe not that much significantly the pill in addition to free love and just are generally oversaturated over well that'll be a very interesting question to consider now that our last novel is Wuthering Heights which is far before right that I think that'll be a good good. question we saw that throughout the older ones that there were clear social cultural roles but there always are in the modern ones too the modern ones, there's a lot more of, and you said it yourself, it's the woman's pleasure. It's the woman's. Yeah. But the best centering ones. Centering on them. 
I mean, we let's think then for next week about the best novels that you read, the ones you liked the most, and how different they are from mm-hmm. the cl- the more the older ones. Right, but what I'd say is that, that was you know one of the questions that remains pretty much unresolved. Okay. I mean, another one that was early on is the the line between emotional pornography and and real romance, like a realistic romance. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that there is a lot out there that sort of women read for entertainment and just sort of like a quick emotional catharsis. Mm-hmm. But it's really not something that's meant to be read by men. It just isn't. <laughs> like a normal... Well, man. we might say, maybe then the episode after Wuthering Heights, you'll have to name the five books that you think men should read or something that you think are. Because you've liked enough of them that there yeah. have to be five that you would be of like, course. yeah, absolutely, a man could read this and enjoy it and get something from it. Right, right. So maybe we'll have to add that for that final wrap-up yeah. episode. Um... And, and so I think between... Although that's a really interesting question since considering the book we just read was written by a man and is about two men. Right. So what does that mean? Well, I think it was clearly written for homosexual men. Okay. I mean, I would I would think that that would be a very... Uh, would be the primary market for this. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know who buys it. I can't imagine a lot of women who are looking for a quick romantic fix are reading a lot of homosexual fiction, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is like a big thing women like to read. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely increasing, like in terms of like queer romance. Yeah. But I just, I can't imagine that that's the primary market. That's fine. I, you know, right. I think as far as I think it's great to have rep- representation in mm-hmm. in romance novels. Um, and it gives you insight into, you know, how romance works. That was one thing that I was interested in early on was let's get outside of the Western canon or let's try to get outside of heteronormative uh, sort of tropes. And this is the only homosexual, I think, that we read, right? Did we yeah, we read one with, with lesbians. lesbians. That's it. And that was, like, super graphic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember, but I remember there should be some graphic yeah. stuff in that one. I don't remember who it was. Um, Written in the Stars was the book. Yeah. Um, and this one was not at all super no, graphic. No, not at all. I like that about this. I, I was going to say, I you've like, come to the conclusion you do not like. I mean, it's hard to, I don't know. Unless they're wearing shapewear and have to be peeled out of it like a cinnamon roll, and then maybe yeah. it's okay to have it in there. That's true. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, we didn't get outside of the Western canon hardly No, at all. we didn't. It was very hard. 
I don't know. I, I bet there's just isn't that. Well, I bet there's romance. It's just finding it. I you know like Find, figuring out what it is. Finding a Japanese like a true Japanese romance novel that's good that was translated well. Would you like to do that? I could try to find it. We could prolong by a week. Yeah. I mean, we did. I mean, and they were all Western. Right. But we did read, like, a novel by a Nigerian, like, set in Nigeria. It wasn't we, that good. It was okay. It wasn't on the bottom of the list, though. No. Um, and then we did read um, several South Asian, Indian. Yeah, that's a big. Clearly. So there are probably some by people actually living in India now. I'm sure there's a big market for that if there are so many, like, Indian women, Indian American women writing. Yeah. And then thinking they have Bollywood and everything, which has lots of romance in it. So probably there That's are. True. Maybe we should get into Bollywood. <laughs> That's what we could do. <laughs> Bollywood movies. <laughs> 50 Bollywood movies. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right, so next week. It's Weathering Heights, then. Weathering Heights. Yippee. It's our last, well, our last one uh, for novel. And then we got to figure out what the future is. Yeah, and we have to have a wrap-up. But And, I mean, maybe we'll be able to fit it into Weathering Heights. I guess it's going to depend so. on you. But, like, I mean, we could barely even fit Jane Eyre into one episode for you. So I feel like. We couldn't? No, remember, we didn't even get to your highlights because we just had so much to talk about. And I think Pride and Prejudice was the same way. So it makes me think Wuthering Heights might be that way. So then how would Isn't we get Wuthering into a Wuthering Heights from around the time Jane Eyre was written? Yeah, because it's a Bronte. Right. Emily or Charlotte? Which one is Jane Eyre? I, I mean, know. which one is Wuthering Heights? I think Emily. That's what I think too, but. Yeah. Well, this one is. Uh, this so one. this one is toward the bottom of your list. Yeah, it's Emily Bronte. Yeah. Um, this one is. I don't know if it's near the bottom. I mean, I'm gonna have to make a list of all of them so that it's you probably can... a solid. This is not one that I would say don't read. But... Okay. So it's not like an Outlander type. Right. There's <laughs> plenty that are below this. I feel like. I feel like the. The one where the pro baseball player was the... Oh, you really... Bromance Book Club really stands out for you as... The worst. But that's just because you felt so bad for him. Felt bad for him. And then on top of it, the men were just acting like no men I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but maybe that's the problem with men. Maybe the way they were acting was fine. No, I'm not really saying that. But usually if you look at romance novels for men to read, like men in your life to read, they always put Bromance Book Club on the list. Yeah. So I have an idea. Oh my gosh! Instead of me doing a podcast with you next year, it's we could do twenty five with you could bring together like four of your friends and y'all read romance novels of my choosing and discuss them. But that's predicated on me having friends. Oh, you have them. I've got one friend. No, but you have your New York friends. Oh, <laughs> you no. could get like. <laughs> like one from New York. No. One from here. It's never happening. You, you could get a, Oh, you totally. That would be amazing. Oh my gosh. They would first of all, 
They I would never read I was a romance say, novel every week. I was, well, that's why I said 25, because I'm going to say people are very impressed that we've read a novel a week yeah. for a year. I mean, that's like more than you usually read. Yeah, but that's because I love you so much that I'm willing to do I, this. It's so sweet of you. Yeah. Even though this one I could tell you were just like in the mood to just get it done. Well, you know, I just... It's funny how I can read your moods. I have a, like I have that. a commitment. I know, and you fulfill your commitments. Commitment to my wife. <laughs> the love of my wife. And I have a commitment to you because I'm reading Wuthering Heights, and I don't even want to read it. Oh, my God. What? One week. I read 50 weeks of hey, almost all you your novels. You loved Jane Eyre, like loved it. Yeah. And you really liked Pride and Prejudice. Now you've read Anna Karenina. You liked Georgie all along. You enjoyed Between Us, which you called more mystery than romance. And I actually recommended it to someone. What's that one about? The one where she realized that, like, her long-term boyfriend was, like, a really bad guy. And was, like, on a hunt to find out if he was telling the truth or lying. Yeah. And then. I liked I liked the Regency romance. Which one did I like? The. <laughs> Always be my duchess. That was one. (laughs) (laughs) Still, to this day, why you liked that one. Well, if you're going to like these Regency romances, that was a good one. So. Who's it by? I can't remember. But it wasn't Lisa Claypas. No. You got so mad. Because you didn't didn't even like the Lisa Claypas. And I've been looking. She hasn't put out a new one since we started the podcast, or else we totally would have read it. But. (laughs) She hasn't, so I couldn't. Mm. I know, and then you didn't like Nora's vampire book. Oh, it was terrible. And then it's really disappointing for me. And her newest book doesn't come out. That's their most listened to podcast. The vampire one? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Okay, so next week, Wuthering Heights. So we have one week and we have to read it. And you know what? Next week is our anniversary. Look at that. Wait. No, it's not. Never mind. No, it is, right? Well, it's close to our anniversary. No, it's not, it's not our anniversary. It's, but it's close. It's the... It's the weekend before weekend our anniversary. It is the weekend before. Right. That's what I was looking at. Like, But the next weekend... Oh, so that's perfect. How many years? Our final book. Our years? final podcast. How many years? 18. Our final podcast will be our recap of the year. Do you notice how I challenged you? Because you weren't sure. I knew it was eighteen. Oh, uh huh. You must have counted it out recently, then. No. Mm. I know it's always three more than our daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how often do you actually know how old she is? I know how old she is. First of all, she's got she's driving. I know exactly how old she is. I know she, she is. drove me around today twice. Yeah. She's getting better though. Compared to mm. when she started. <laughs> um yeah, so but it'll be perfect because our recap episode will actually be either the night before or on our anniversary. Mm. So poetic. That's great. We must have started then. No, we started like in October, I think. No. That wouldn't make sense. Because we skipped two weeks. No, we only skipped one week. Skipped two. Oh. But it was 50 novels in 52 weeks. Right. So we skipped two weeks thinking it was 52 novels, but. No, 
It should be one year. When was episode one published? That's what we have to find I think, out. First okay. of all, we I feel like we, we need to we, we need to shut off. We I didn't read so. a novel. We didn't read a novel that first week. That's why we're doing a fine. That's why we had this one to add. It was October. I'm ninety-nine percent sure it was November. Really? Yeah, it's one year. Exactly one year. Next week it'll be exactly one year. It should be. That's why I was saying maybe we actually started on our anniversary. Which that would be very romantic if we did. Would that be romantic? It would. Hmm. All right. Well, next week we've got our favorite uh, Wuthering Heights. Okay. So next week, Wuthering Heights. Maybe it'll bring back memories. Emily Bronte of your romantic days. Our romantic days. What are you Mm. talking about? Your romantic. You used to write me poetry back then. Oh, I I wrote you. I wonder if we could find any of that. That would be perfect. I wrote you poetry, like... And I brought you ribs of cats. So, you know, we each had our own way of showing our love. Exactly. All right. So are we signing off for the week? We're signing off for the week.